prepare yourself for the most mediocre half hour of your life. Two guys who procreated twice. Who wants to put up with my shit? This is Bad Dentitude with Adam. You're an asshole. And Josh. That's like our I love you. You're an asshole. A podcast about two sorry excuses for men and their crap lives. We're just two kind of boring guys that... Talk shit about our family. Sorry, we're not better looking. <laughs> Bad attitude starts now. So, uh, welcome to episode six of Bad Attitude. That's working. Okay, you don't have to tap it. Yeah, that sounds is, weird. Is the camera on? Yes, the camera's on. All right. Uh, I'm Adam. That's Josh. And uh, this week is is spring break, so uh, it's our kids have fucked up our entire week. And we're going to talk in a, in, a, in a minute about why spring break sucks for adults. It's terrible for adults. It is, because if you don't take the week off, but it's hard for us because Nicole can't just take a whole week off. And right. Katie has the week off right. from school, right. but for Nicole, she's not taking the week off, which means they're staying at home with me while I'm working. Oh, Conference impor- calls whenever my kids are being assholes, nope. not fun. I don't know what to do with it. I'll be honest with you. It sucks. Kids all up in my shit. Literally, I had a couple days uh, over the weekend where I was about this close to snapping so much, like Katie had to step in and go, are you okay? I mean, I was literally about to snap. Just lose my shit. That's the good thing about Nicole and I. We play off of each other well. If she's going crazy because the kids are wearing her out, I'll step in and say, look, 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 I'll get this. Go somewhere. Well, that, Get out of here. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, but unfortunately, my wife, actually, uh, she has this week's uh, Dick Move of the Week award. Dick Move of the Week. And I'll tell you why. And it had it had to do with that, where I was I was literally moments away from snapping, and uh, she pulled a total dick move, uh, I'll tell you about. Uh, first, how do you act when, kids, when your kids break your shit? Like, I'm talking about not just uh, something stupid, like something expensive and like your shit. Like, mm-hmm. they, do, do you... Because some people say, oh, you know, they're just kids. Kids are kids. I I lose my shit. Boys will be boys. No. No. For me, I, I think that a lot of times I have to take a step back and say, it was an accident, and if I didn't tell them to stop, then they were going to do it, and, and I, I should have warned them and said, don't play with that. What if it's something that you've told them over and over again they shouldn't be doing? Well, then they need to ass whooping. Okay, so the whole way over here, by the way, I have to drive with my window down. Hmm. Here's what it sounded like the whole way here. Because, sure enough, we keep our windows locked at all times. Because if we don't, the kids, electric window, Uh-oh. up, down, up, down. Yeah. I've told them a hundred times, you know, you can't play with the windows, that's why they're locked. Well, Ryder had, he's been, you know, allergies and coughing up this gross stuff and he had, you know, crap, like a big old, you know, yellow snot out of his, anyway, so he's like, dad, I have some, can I, I need to spit out the window. And that's gross to hold in your, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I unlock the windows, he rolls it down, spits it out. Dickhead Cooper on the other side is like, <laughs> window time! And he does it a couple times. After I tell him to stop, he does it again. The window just goes, 
and and it, it oh. like it fell down. So now it's not it's off the track or whatever. So I can literally like pull it halfway up. It's loose in there and it won't fucking roll up. And I just lost my shit. And he's like, "That's not my fault." And technically, something was probably already wrong with the window. It was gonna happen. So anyway, it's a whole thing now, and I'm just like, God, why can't you just listen to me? It's the whole, just stop fucking with it. And I don't want to tell them that, but that's what I mean. Hey, stop playing with that. But I I should just say, stop fucking with it. Because Billy, anytime I say any kind of curse word, he knows, legit, dad's pissed off. Yes. Well. Jacques doesn't care. All right. Jacques doesn't care. Well, that brings up a good point. Because I started something over the weekend where I thought about, you know, that as well. And I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to start talking to him like that. Maybe that'll work. So being two brothers, I have two boys. If you don't know, they're six and nine. They fight like dogs, cats and dogs. And the older one always, the, the younger one instigates too, but he learns it from the older one. So he's always just being a jerk, trying to push his buttons because he's little. And finally, I looked at him and I said, Ryder, stop being a dick. And he looked at me and goes, oh. and I go, oh, don't act like you haven't heard that. I go, I go, you're being a dick. You're being an asshole, okay? You need to stop. So he stopped for a minute, and then I realized I'm going to have to have a slang lesson with my kids mm-hmm. because uh, about five minutes later, he looks at me and he goes, you know, I, don't, I really appreciate you calling me that. And I said, don't act like a dick. I won't call you one. It's that simple. Well, I don't appreciate you calling me that word that means a woman's vagina. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out, time out. Where did you go wrong with this? I said, listen, buddy, that word means a couple things. Dick is not for woman's vagina, okay? That's a slang word for your penis, all right? Two totally separate things. And two, when someone's acting like a jerk, then they're being a dick. That's what that means. So you need to get that straight. You don't want to think, you don't want to go to school, uh, you know, being the kid who thinks dick means vagina. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is how, like, kids, and this is why I don't buy into the whole, oh, kids will be kids, like, thing. Because my kids are at an age where they're old enough to know what's right from wrong. I go in the kitchen, and for no reason, he probably, this is something you have to worry about, like, a toddler doing, like a two-year-old or a one-year-old. I go in there, and Cooper is on our our bar area, our our counter, and he's got a fucking Sharpie, and he's fucking coloring on it. Uh -uh. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? I mean, I got down in his face, and I feel bad because, like, the past four days, I've been cursing up a storm at these kids. I'm you, like, you need to drink more. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I told him that. Why do you think you you are in such a bad mood? I don't I don't get it. We had this whole thing where we wanted you to be more of an optimist. Hey, I was an optimist, and I I, I lasted for a few days. All right, please. I told you you couldn't last a week. No, oh God, no, please. But you said me? you could. No, I don't want to. So, do you think that because you tried to be more of an optimistic and less pessimistic person. It kind of backfired and you were a total dick after that. Listen, all I know it is... It offset the world in a way that just listen, troubled you. Dude, I am just... I am tired of saying the same shit over 
and over and over and it making no difference. Like they don't listen to crap. What do you tell, what are the words that you use most in talking to them? I already know what mine is for my kids. What, do you have certain words that you say over and over and over? Mm, I don't know. I've said words so many times that they're etched in my memory. Right. Eat over your plate. Oh, yeah. Stuff eat like, over your plate. I, yeah, absolutely. Eat over your plate. Pick up your stuff. Hey, Jacques, eat over your plate. Yeah. Because if not, then it goes on the floor, and guess who's picking that shit up? Oh. That would be me. Eat over your plate. I say that so many times a day. That, they might think that their name is eat over your plate by this point, because they say it so much. All right. Kids will be kids. Boys Boys will will be boys. boys. Uh, This is a perfect opportunity to uh, transition into our dick move of the week. Okay. So I'm going to award this. I'll probably get shit for it, but we've already talked about it. Should you place a drum roll right here? Well, my wife, Katie, uh, has the dick move of the week because... I'm having a rough couple days with the kids and just not listening. They're getting on my nerves. I mean, really. One little fight will put you over the edge. So I'm in a bad mood already. And then whatever it was, we're out at dinner with her mom and one of the kids starts bitching about something like the constant complaining. I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys complain about everything. And I said, I looked at Katie and I said, you know. I said, if I knew what I know now, back then before we had kids, and she stopped me and her mom, her mom even took it to the extreme and covered Cooper's ears and was like, no, 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 don't you say it, don't you say it. And Katie's like, don't. And I was like, what? You don't even know what I'm going to say. Oh, she says in front of my kid, she puts words in my mouth and says in front of my kid, the thing that she didn't want me to say so my kid could hear, she says it out of her mouth. Oh, don't you sit here and say, you wish you never had them. I wasn't going to say that. But now he's heard it and he's like, oh, great. Dad never wanted us. And Cooper, I'm not worried about because he will probably forget that in four minutes. Okay, that's that kid. However, I don't know if he has or if he will. If he tells the older one, that kid will hold on to that for the rest of his life. He doesn't let it go. And I looked at my wife and I go, I can't believe you just fucking did that. Well, what? I was like, all I was going to say, my point was, if I knew what I knew now, what I know now, I I wish I had that knowledge back then to really... One, be better prepared, but two, be put more thought into having kids. Mm-hmm. Because when I when we were having kids, I didn't even think twice about it. She wanted kids. I'm like, all right, let's have kids. Like, didn't even put any thought. Had no idea how really hard it was going to be. Oh, it's difficult. I never would give up my kids now that I have them, even though they're assholes. I they are my kids. I would not want to to turn back the clock and erase them. You know by going in some fucking time machine. But that's what she said. And she said it out loud in front of my kid. And and I'm just like, that is a dick move. That is a dick move. That is a total dick move. That's not good. No, it's not good. And not only that, but Ryder's already kind of a mama's boy, isn't he? Yeah, so. so. Yeah, so now you're like the villain. Well, I'm hoping that he, Cooper, has forgotten about it. But um, like I said, I, I would... 
you know, I was just so pissed off. And then she, of course, tries to blame me. And she apologized some to some extent. I was like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But but there's always a but. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we shouldn't be talking about stuff like that anyway in front of the kids. Dude, we talk about shit in front of the kids all the time, please. And Cooper wasn't even paying attention to what I was saying. He was coloring. You know, and she made a, she sh- she uh, you know shined the spotlight on it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? That's a dick move. That makes it a whole lot worse too. But I was happy because I'm like, ah, got a dick move of the week for the podcast. Boom. Yeah, we needed that. Yeah, because Nicole's not the only dick. Isn't it hilarious? The only two dick moves we've had so far are from our wives. Our wives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Here's the thing, and I know what some people will be thinking right now. One. Stop your fucking whining, shut up, get over it. But two, well, I'm sure that you gave your mom and dad a hard time when you were growing up. Now, hold on a second. I've asked my mom, after certain behavior that my mom has witnessed with my kids, and she's been around, I always go, Mom, did I did I act like that, or did I do that as a kid? And almost all the time she goes, no. <laughs> so... I'm like, see, my kids are dicks. It's this generation uh, okay, of Okay, well, let, let's do this. That I actually asked my mom the same thing, and she said, you deserve this. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> she said that I was such an asshole. Whenever I would go home, whenever I was in college, the first thing on my schedule was to make my brother and sister cry. Yeah. And that's the first thing I did when I got home. Nice. Piss them off and make them cry. And yeah. then my mom was like, well, great. You're back from college for a weekend. Ooh, uh, can't wait for this. You're an asshole. Yeah. And I was an asshole. Total asshole. Now, I will say that she probably um, she probably thinks that my kids are just as bad as I was because Jacques made her cry before. Like, he hurt her feelings enough to make her cry. He was five years old at the time. But he has no sympathy or empathy for anyone. Oh, Cooper. Neither, yeah. Zero. Cooper, same thing. He doesn't give a shit. He, he doesn't give a shit. If he kicks his brother in the balls, he's like, mm, well, it happened. Yeah. And, and Billy's there. Don't put your balls right there. Hurt, crying, feeling like he's never going to have kids mm-hmm. ever. Right. And Jacques's like, oh, sorry. But, no, wait, not sorry. <laughs> but when they get hurt, it oh, is. It's oh, it's the end of days. Oh, it's the worst Jacques got hurt this week. We we kind of talked about this uh, on text, but Jacques got hurt this week. We came home from Louisiana. Yeah, they. I said we had to go do Boy Scout or Cub Scout coupon book sales. Just another thing to add to my plate. <laughs> Shut up. We had to go do that. They had thirty minutes before Billy and I left to go and do that. What can happen in thirty minutes? They decide we're going to go outside and play soccer. We're not going to ask. We're just going to go. And I would have told Billy, don't go outside. It's muddy out there. We're about You're going to gonna be a mess. Yeah, we're about to go. We got to get going. It's going to take us 15 minutes to get there. I've had that same conversation. They go outside. Within three minutes, Jacques is yelling bloody murder, coming inside, blaming it on Billy. Billy hurt me. And then Jacques is like so upset. And he did. He really did hurt himself bad. And there was a lot of blood. In the video, I'll put up the pictures. You'll have to send me the pictures so I can put the pictures up. It's Ooh, kind of grotesque. It's bad. But, but he was happened? he was really hurt. What happened? Well, I think what happened was that Billy, they were messing around. Billy threw the ball at him and Jacques stepped on the ball. ball wrong. I don't know. But what happened was his, his two fingers, his his thumb and his index finger. It like, Chopped off just completely. It, well, pretty close. Like the fingernails, it ripped the fingernails off the, almost all the, the way. 
way. I, no, the gra- I guess he so got the- his fingers stuck between two pieces of concrete oh! and it just ripped to the ah! side. <laughs> But he was yelling, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And whenever Billy was hurt last year, yeah. Billy was in a, a life-threatening situation because he had uh, he had something where he separated a septum, right. um, the cartilage in the septum. I know this is a long story, but he was actually, he had to go for emergency surgery because he was becoming septic. And he was really in a life-threatening situation and Jacques says well why can't I play video games right I'm like dude your brother is about to go have surgery he's got 105 fever he's like but I'm bored now at that point it could be that he's so young he doesn't understand or you could be raising a sociopath you could be one of those I guess we'll find out in a few years. I mean, this is the same kid that got pissed off because Billy uh, had this friend last year at school at the YMCA that would play with him and didn't want to play with Jacques because he was a fifth grader. Billy was the third grader. Right. And so Jacques decided that he was going to stand on this park bench and wait for the kid to come around. And he dropped a cinder block on the kid's head. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sociopath? Maybe. maybe. Or a psychopath. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. We'll find I, out. This is this I don't want to find out. I really don't want to find out. I want my kid to be normal. You know, now I feel like we've been bitching uh, about, uh, you know, how horrible it is to, to raise. There are many, many great things about raising kids. You know, some moments where Cooper, even though he's an asshole, he would come up to me and just give me a hug and say, I love you, Dad. Or he'll make something at school. And he'll say, you know, Dad is the best. And it's a picture of, of me and him. That is worth you know, a thousand, that's equal to a hundred of those, those him being a dick situations. That's, you know, it's good. And I do enjoy, you know, I do enjoy the time I get to spend with them. So. I, I love having my kids and I love the fact that I can complain about them because I actually have them around. I mean, yeah. I love that more than not having kids for sure. Because a lot of people say, oh, remember the old days when we didn't have kids and we could do anything? But what were you doing? Was it can was it really s- that great? Can you see me, 40 years old, single with no kids, how miserable I would be? Oh, no. No, I remember how you were whenever you were single in 20-something. Mm-hmm. You were miserable then. Oh, no, I wasn't. Mm-mm. You were a little bit miserable. No, no, no. I was having the time of my life. You I really didn't know me then because I was having the time of my life. You were miserable sometimes. You still didn't. You would call me and say, hey, um, the time of my life. what are you doing? Because um, I want to go. I want to go to Target and spend some money. Never That's felt <laughs> this way before. I was much more miserable whenever I didn't have kids. I'll say that. Maybe it's just because I was having a lot more sex. So this just happened today. And I don't know if anyone else lives with a kid who is a hypochondriac. Um, It turns out my wife was a hypochondriac when she was young, writer's age, about nine, to where she thought everything was going to kill her and she was going to die. I mean, she would really, really have like panic attacks. So Ryder is that way, okay? This kid thinks everything's going to kill him. So this afternoon, had a little incident uh, I am uh, removing some rust from a, uh, it's a base of uh, where a, a patio umbrella goes, all right? So it's about this tall. It's a cylinder. It's bolted to the cement. I got an umbrella, uh, put it in so we could sit out there. The kids like to play on the trampoline. Well, the thing is rusty. So I go to Ace. I'm like, hey, is there, what do you recommend to remove rust? 
here's this stuff. It's a liquid. It's in a bottle. It contains phosphoric acid. Okay? You want to be careful. It's not like instantly kill you, like sulfuric acid. It's not going to burn your skin off. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you got to be careful with it. So I take a little bit, and um, it's in a bottle, so I just dip an old toothbrush in the in the bottle, then I lightly you know, put a coat of it on. So what it does, it turns the metal, it gets rid of the rust, and it turns the metal into uh, another compound, and it, tomorrow it'll just be black. So the rust will be gone, then you just paint over it. Okay? Oh, okay. Well, of course, Katie and the kids are off for spring break. They come outside. Hey, what are you doing? So they're all around me, and I'm telling them, I'm, and I have like latex gloves on, and I'm like doing this. I said, well, I said, hey, you know, don't come near this stuff. And I said, do not touch this stuff. You know, it's got phosphoric acid. And, you know, of course, Ryder, will you die? I said, I don't know, buddy. I'm sure if you like drank this whole bottle, you could die, but it's just dangerous. And you know, and as I was saying that, some was on the toothbrush, and I did like this, and I could see it in slow motion. It just went, just went, and it went, and it, and a couple drops landed on him. I wish you could have seen the look on this kid's face, the sheer horror after I just told him it was dangerous. <laughs> Flipped the fuck out. And of course, I'm being calm. I said, Ryder, I said, Katie, just take him inside and just wash it off. It was literally a couple of drops because I had, like I said, I had it on a toothbrush. But it just so happened he was in the right place to where I, and it just flicked right on him. It was a good 30 minutes we had to calm him down and convince him he wasn't going to die. I, I almost feel like you're the dick of the week for that. It was an accident. I feel like that that even if it was an accident, you had latex on and you did you have goggles on? No. I'm surprised. I, I and I you told you were protecting them, yourself, but why are you around me? Get away from me. Go. This is dangerous. But don't you want to show them that you know how to do stuff? I do know how to do stuff. Okay, but don't you want them to be a part of that process, <laughs> including burning their skin with phosphoric yeah. acid? But the the thing is that honestly, in about wait, he's nine years old, right? Yeah. Okay, so in about five years from now, he's going to be mixing all of these chemicals uh, to make. I don't know, something happened. Like, whenever we were young, did you ever do that when you were young? Like, mix chemicals to try to make gunpowder? Uh, no, terrorist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, never mind. So, I just figured that he, he, he'll he be doing it in a few years anyway, so. Uh, let's hope not. be fine. All right, let's hope not. That whole, that, being a hypochondriac, though, that is terrifying. I know that some friends of ours, their child, they found out that uh, she was very highly allergic to shellfish, and whenever she goes, we went to the Raging Cajun to eat, and she walked in, and she smelled like shrimp or crawfish. Yeah. She wouldn't eat anything. Mm -hmm. She was freaked out. Yeah. Had her EpiPen ready to go, just sitting there. Because, I mean, as a kid, when we were growing up, there were things that we were afraid of. Deathly afraid. What, what things can you remember whenever you were a kid? Freddy Krueger, Jason. I mean, I wasn't afraid no, of No, I like... mean, like real life shit. Killer bees? Yeah. We, we, we heard about killer bees when we were younger. It was like, these Africanized killer bees are coming over to the States, and you never know where they're going to be, and they could kill you in an instant. You can't get away from them. No? No. Didn't freak out about that? Nope. Um, quicksand. Mm. Quicksand was like a big deal. Yeah, but you never knew if you stepped in quicksand, you were dead right dude, away. We lived in Louisiana. It doesn't matter. Quicksand the thing Louisiana. is that I was way more afraid of those two things than alligators, which we went. Oh we God. would go uh, crabbing in Cameron. 
And and there were alligators probably 10 foot away from us. And we're throwing chicken out Mm -hmm. to get crabs, blue crabs, with an alligator right there. Never afraid of the alligator. If quicksand was around, fuck that place. I'm out of here. Hey, bro, you want to see me wrestle that alligator? (laughs) How many times uh, growing up did you see an alligator in Franklin? A few. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. It's but they you, nobody ever got eaten or anything no. or bit no none of that no they hmm. usually leave you alone yeah for the most part uh, okay so let's uh, let's get our we had a, a question here submitted by Michael on our website by the way when you go to twobaddads.com, you can ask a dad you can uh, uh, just leave a generic comment if you don't have a question it doesn't matter and we'll answer it on uh, next week's podcast. And uh, Michael, this is interesting, um, he asked, um, I wanted to know how both of you lost your virginity. Well, we were bro- both working for this radio station, and we had so we were at this uh, nightclub, and there were these two girls that wanted to have a foursome, so we were okay. like... Okay, really, how did you lose your virginity? Oh. Because that that's not a real story. That's a better story. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I lost mine whenever I was 19. Nothing special. Nothing special? No. It was like, it was a radio station listener. Because oh, for some Oh, <laughs> that is so creepy. I know. For some reason, like I was always the fat, ugly kid growing up. and all, You still are. Well, <laughs> exactly. And, and so I could never, ever get anybody to date me yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And whenever I got on the radio, they feel like, well, if you're on the radio, you're somebody important, so right. we'll sleep with you. Sure. And it, that's pretty much what happened. All right. My story is great. Okay, mm. It's fucking awesome. I hope it's a lot better than mine it whenever is. I was 19. And right. I didn't wait till I was 19 because I wanted to. All right. So I'm at, uh, uh, and this is, I'm a loser, and I didn't get laid until right after I went to college. High school, I'm from a small town. Girls wouldn't have anything to do with me. So a friend of mine sets me up with his girlfriend's friend from Lafayette, and uh, we are at college in uh, living in the dorms at LSU, and we road trip to Lafayette and sets me up with this girl, and um, we went out to Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still there, by the way. All right, so we're at Cowboys, and um, you know, I'm with this girl, we're in a group. Which, by the way, is a nightclub. Yeah, Just a, in case you didn't know, it's, yeah. a, it's a nightclub, it's like a dance hall. In, in and, Lafayette, okay. Yeah. So, um, it just so happens that uh, this girl's ex-boyfriend is there, and he is the epitome of little man fucking syndrome just thinks he's hot shit he was in a fraternity much douchebaggery is about oh my god but really short i mean and even back then i was over six feet tall and you know this guy's maybe pushing five seven maybe five eight so he is nice did you just fart i just farted Uh, so he is over there and he's staring and he's drunk probably and he's and i'm like damn it I don't like to fight. I'm like, this guy's going to come over and start some shit. You know, I don't want to, whatever. God damn it. So, sure enough, guy comes over, all walking fucking tall, and he comes up and he, he says something, I don't know, and then he pushes me. I never met this guy before in my life. So I'm thinking, okay, you can one, push him back, or two, you can walk away, or three, you can just fucking hit the shit out of him right in his fucking face all right 
I, for whatever reason, this is very unlike me, opted for choice three, and I cocked back, and I fucking punched him square in the face. He fell to the ground. I was like, kind of shocked that I did that, and I'm like, fuck it. I jumped on top of him, and I just started fucking hitting him like this, and then my friends pull me off. And like rush me out because security's coming. We don't want to get in trouble. Security at Cowboys is big time. Then we took off, got in the car, left, and I went and had sex with his girlfriend in her mother's bed. Woo! Yeah! One of the greatest nights of my life. Thank you. Good night. Okay. So that was it. All right. And that's a great story. It's a it's a good story. I kicked some guy's ass and I had sex with his ex girlfriend. That's like a movie. It is. A you movie. should make a movie out of that. That's like every teen movie ever. And so, did you did you see her again after that? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I wasn't that good. It was just like a one night stand thing. Yeah, and I was fine with that. that that's probably the only one night stand you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> I wanted to really quick, just as a reminder, because um, I saw a, a trailer for it on the TV. If you guys are gonna bring your kids to see Beauty and the Beast, all right, know that there's a, a gay character in that uh, in that movie. Don't want them catching the gay. I had a. Is that really a big deal, though? I, oh, okay. I had someone comment, and it's it's a woman, a friend of ours who has daughters, and they are uh, graduating high school and going to A&M in the fall. And uh, one of their friends, same age, going to college in the fall, her parents will not let her see Beauty and the Beast because okay. there's a gay character in it. Again, she's 17 years old, okay? And I would just like to remind those parents and anyone else watching this or listening to this right now, it's Beauty and the Beast. The whole movie is gay. <laughs> From start to finish. It's a musical. I it's would, a fabulously gay musical. I would Get never over it. I would never ever ever watch that kind of stuff. Beauty and the Beast. Now, I, Hello Dolly is totally different. That's actually really good. No. No. Hey, uh, can we do this? I, I think that on the way out, we should say, since we were kind of hard on our kids, name one thing this week that made you say, I love my kid. All right. Well, you go first because okay. I got to think. I'm not sure. So this week, my kids were playing video games and uh, I don't, they don't play video games a lot. Yeah. They got an Xbox for uh, Christmas. They don't play video games a lot. Monday through Friday, I don't even like them playing at all. Nicole has put this new system into place where they can earn it. Yeah. Which, whatever. So, my kids are playing video games this week, and they got past the level that they were playing together. I think it was Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. And they were excited. They beat the big guy yeah. at the end of the level. They started jumping up and down, hugging each other. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Because they beat that level. And it just showed that... You know, they are kind of punks to each other. Yeah. But they're brothers and they're always going to love each other. Yeah. So it kind of made me melt a little bit. Here's something. Um, and this happened with my my youngest, Cooper. He's always affectionate. He always makes your heart melt and he'll come snuggle with you and just, I love you. You know, he, if you try to give him a kiss on the cheek, he'll no. And he'll make you kiss him on the lips. I mean, he's, he's very affectionate. Ryder. I got to take them when I get them. Yeah. And we decided to go out a couple weekends ago, and I took him out to get some baseball cleats uh, or some football cleats for his flag football, and it was just me and him, and we don't do that enough. And I 
took him to Academy, and then I said, all right, buddy, we're going to go eat. You pick wherever you want to go eat, and we'll go there. He said, Chewy's. Went to Chewy's, and either that night or the morning after, the day after, I think it was that night, he said, Dad, today was like the greatest day ever with you. And all we did was go out and get him cleats and go to dinner, but we don't do that. And I'm like, and that really, that really hit me hard. And I was like, I'm, I'm glad, buddy. I had a good time too. So, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's really good. I, and like I said, I don't get that uh, a lot from him. He's very much like Katie, mm-hmm. very much like Katie. Cooper is very affectionate, like me. Billy, even the other day, whenever I went to his field trip, I went to to chaperone the field trip, and he's with all his buddies in fourth grade. He wanted to hold my hand the whole time. Oh, I know, right? That kid's sweet, precious. So precious. everything we said earlier about our kids being assholes, Look, you know what? We kind of they are assholes, but there are plenty of good things too. Yeah, there are plenty of good things too. All right, I feel like we went out on a good note. All right, so uh, two baddads.com. The uh, number two. Yep, number two baddads.com, and you can subscribe on the website and sign up for uh, to keep in touch with us. You know, uh, there's a little subscribe form right there at the bottom. You scroll down to the bottom. You can watch us on uh, on the site on YouTube, and uh, make sure you subscribe to uh, the episodes and uh, ask a question. Yeah, please. Thanks, ask Michael. Michael. So more people like that. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, and thanks for checking us out. We're just two kind of boring guys that talk shit about our family. Sorry, we're not better looking. (laughs) Subscribe to Bad Dattitude in iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Watch us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Bad Dattitudes. See you next week. If there is a next week.